Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have Brian Milligan, Matt Glidden, and Rafiq Shaheen. We're going to turn up Matt Glidden because he talks like a little bitch. He's, a, he's got <laughs> little vocal cords. <laughs> yeah. Everything's little. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to figure out how to start this episode, right? Um, so here's where I want to start it. All right. <laughs> Just to give sort of structure and context to the conversation. What tiers would you say exist in stand up comedy? Do you mean like on a professional level or do yeah, you like mean career like level a, wise? Uh, open micers, features, headliners, and then it goes from headliners to like uh, state headliners, national headliners, and then just famous. Okay, yeah, you, you got about what I got. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? So there's nothing between feature and headliner? Because that seems like a pretty l- large gap. No, it's not. I mean, not. not feature and headliner. Sorry, open micer and feature. Nope. No. No, that's nope. it. There's nothing in between. Nope, Matt. Yeah. So you guys are just Because <laughs> 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 well, I, I mean, like they're, they're kind of... There, there is like a semi-pro. Even at the lowest, lowest level, we have casual open micers. People yes, that show up that is true. and talk about nothing for five minutes and then go home. Yeah. I, but I, I don't really think that's as big of a gap as, as people you, think, as it, you is. think I, it is. Yeah. No, no. Because my, it's just about getting... The gap I was talking about was open mic and feature. That's what I'm saying. Like, open mic to feature is not really... Like as an open mic, you're building like a ten or fifteen minute set, mm-hmm. yeah. and for a feature, you're just adding, you're doubling it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just twenty five to thirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not really. It's the same gap between feature and headliner. I would make the argument that once you start getting paid, mm. there's like a two tiered, yeah, there's system there because like there there are people who will like host a show or like feature on a show that has no money involved. Yeah. And be like, I'm a feature, and it's like, you're a hobbyist, and I, I know, and that's a, okay. <laughs> I know there's a million ways to skin a cat, but like, uh, what do, what do you, would you guys say is the average time span to graduate from open micer to feature? That average that's is definitely hard. Hard. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it depends on how much work you put in, networking, and everything. But I know twelve to fifteen year open micers, right? You do too. So yeah, you yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, so I- interestingly enough, that you bring up timeline, uh, because one one of the sort of issues. So so this episode for me is going to be about uh, like deciding where your energy goes mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a comic, and learning like when it's time to let go of certain things, right? So. One of the things is you'll find and 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 big time over here <laughs> really big time. has had has had this experience where if you're moving through those tiers faster, mm-hmm. there are people that'll tell you that it's bad to move through the tiers quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's usually people who have been stuck at the whatever level they're right. at. Even if they're above where even if they're at, above you. It exactly. took them longer to or get funnier. where he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, so the tiers I came up with um, were very similar to Brian. Um, one is open micer. Two is feature. Three is local headliner. Four is touring headliner. Five is famous headliner. And then six I had is legacy headliner, mm-hmm. which which is like the Dave Chappelle. But yeah, exactly. L- legacy is anywhere. a good way to describe it because yeah. there is a difference between like your Kyle Canaan's who are famous but not. Big, that. big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it's like being like a 
B-list celebrity of mm-hmm. like, oh hey, he's that dude from the movie, and yeah. you can't yeah. remember the name, I but you know you like him. I, I do too. Shots yeah. and Strokes was like an amazing special. The newest but, one that came out. Yeah, but yeah. when you put his name out there to like your average person, they're not going to know. Yeah. yeah, you know, like if you mention Dave Chappelle to like a random person, people are going to go like, "Oh, I know who that is." But if you go Kyle Kinane or Big J Okerson, you know, people are going to yeah. be like, "Who?" Mm. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to distract fair. you with your Wakanda beads. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those, like one of those beaded, uh, like uh, oh nice, uh, what do you call bracelet, bracelets or whatever. Yeah. So funny, you, <laughs> it's y'all are so racist. <laughs> this, Yo, is, this is wait. Chinese. He's <laughs> like <Yeah>. Wakanda bracelets. <laughs> like, I would have made the same connection. Come on. There's a dragon on it, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Well, you think dragons can't be black? That's racist. Yeah. Right? It does still kind of look like a panther for this distance. <laughs> I got that. I got that in Times Square from a Chinese guy dressed in a in full monk like garb with the slippers or whatever, and he had he had a he had a photo in his hand of the monastery where like they're raising money for like. The children in the this monastery. This dude got fucking Chris. Am I yeah, yeah. <laughs> got him, dude. dude goes home and jacks yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even live there. Exactly. He lives with five yeah. other guys that all wear different costumes. <laughs> They're stand-up comics. Yeah. Or something. yeah. yeah. He's like, I got this fucking guy. He <laughs> believes these fucking beads, dude. I told him it was long. It, it meant long live prosperity. <laughs> the Americans are so dumb, dude. So I don't know if you guys have had this experience in this area, but like I've been at a gas station before where like some Arabic dude just pulled up to me and was like hey man do you want to buy this gold ring to help me get my family out of syria and it's like i feel like you could have just gone to a pawn shop as opposed to asking random strangers at the gas station (laughs) (laughs) but uh my wife my wife was so annoyed as i was buying it she's like He's not a monk, and I was like, "Don't kill my dreams." And I watched like, the, I love the old like Shaolin movies where the guy like, yeah, he finds out his his kung fu master was killed, and he has to march across China to get to the village where the guy who killed his master is, and he beats the shit out of him. I'm like, I'm helping this guy fund right. his mission. Like, Chris is like, "This is gonna teach me karate." If yeah. I well, that's how that scam works. It's because it's like, hey man, if you just believe hard enough. <laughs> that this brass ring is gold. <laughs> it's definitely worth five hundred dollars. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the, no, 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 the no, whole no. thing. But that honestly, was just... it, it, it it was a souvenir from the time I went to New York and did the comedy cellar. So okay. bringing it back to right. uh, you know right. whatever. It's did good we, luck, then. Right. Yeah, yeah, if you're luck. if you're talking about tears, though, is it safe to say that this broad section that we call open mic, which is probably like one of the biggest chunks of it, yeah so to speak has its own little mini tiers in between as far as like yes Maglin you're one of the better you can tell he's like I'm just like you guys are just putting, us all, <laughs> putting all the open micers in one big clump well but here's the thing you have to you have to earn your way out of it definitely it's yeah. like um you gotta rise above it yeah it's like yeah. anything else it's like if you I don't know if you want to. If you're a boxer, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, you know, I'm a really, really good amateur boxer. Like, yeah, but you got to earn your way into. Yeah, do you, you have your you, license? You get yeah. your fights. You know, you exactly. get to build your record, and then you work your way out of it. And yeah, you start I, your new record. From realistically, probably like eighty percent of comics 
worldwide or nationwide are in the open mic category. Yeah, that's what I mean about it being the biggest, for sure. Yeah. Right. And then probably like 15% are in that like local headliner and then you get like 2% who are like touring and then like one you yeah. know further and further <laughs> along until you get to like legacy is like one percent of all comics everywhere i think it's way less it's way less yeah, yeah, I think it's, like, it's a it's fraction probably like of a point yeah. probably like point yeah it's yeah. probably point well it's the only way that adds up to a hundred percent yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean think about it. those 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 acts that you really consider them like legacy act like some of the greatest of all time comics mm-hmm. there might be 40 of them yeah somewhere like that you know and you you know you'd and 40s being generous it's probably closer to 20 of them mm. yeah. you know out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of comics that there are out there yeah yeah those yeah. are the guys who like when they die they get mentioned in the new, like on national tv yeah. as yeah. opposed to your like l- local or touring headliners where you die and people were like oh that's a who? <laughs> they're, they're the guys that have a wing in the comedy hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. there's not such a thing. But yeah, no, there is thing. actually. A is thing. there really? Yeah, yeah the, the, didn't they do a? Um, there was like a TV special about it. Yeah, wasn't there? I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, it was or, super ghetto, but yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Where like they they had they had like a comedy hall of fame. It was like uh, Joan Rivers, uh, George Carlin, yeah, Richard they Pryor. Did it was just Cat, Cat Williams comedy hall of fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, funny, the, the one of the best ones that I've seen was the reunion for Def Jam mm. when they had uh, Russell Simmons and um, oh god, what's my guy's name? Martin Lawrence and no, yeah, but the um, Bob Sumner mm. or yeah, Bob Sumner is the guy, the original producer. Yeah. Um, so actually, I got his email. I got to email him again. I think it was he, Bob Summers is one of those people that I emailed, and I sent him some stuff. And he, I sent him some stuff on Instagram, and then he was like, "Well, here's my actual email. So in the future, if you want to send me stuff, send it to my actual email because I don't check Instagram." Yeah. And then I emailed him some videos, and his response was, "You're definitely going in the right direction." <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was that was a couple years ago, so I should probably reach it back out to him. <laughs> I think. Uh, there's a comic out there who moved to New York. I want to say like a, with a year or so ago, named Rio Paris. Who yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I started working he's, with Bob. Yeah, he's killing. Yeah, he's uh, actually. It was really cool to see his. Um, he uh, headlined the Apollo. Yeah. So to see him at the Apollo Theater in Harlem with his name on the marquee at the Apollo was really cool. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. and that's. I mean, a Tampa comic, right? Yeah. He was, yeah. 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 Uh, Rio is the same class. Yeah. That I came up in. Yeah. So, or I. I think he might have been the class after, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's headlining the Apollo Theater. You're at the Funny Style Podcast. So, you yeah. know, we're all, you know. Yeah, we're, it's okay. You can it. just kick me while I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> if this is making it, I should just go home and quit life tonight. <laughs> so this is Rafiq's last episode. <laughs> <laughs> one down, one to go. Yeah. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. That's right, bro. Yeah, talking about like tier differences, we had these two dudes show up at Muggsy's. And they were like talking about, dude, we were just in Austin. We were at the comedy mothership. I was crying, laughing, and I was like, well, come on into the show. Like, <laughs> it's going to be great. Just like, it's not Austin, so yeah. you know, but it's a, it's a good time. Come on in. They were in there for like 30 seconds, and I'm not 
blaming Rafiq, <laughs> but he was the one that was on stage <laughs> when they left. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but they had this expectation of all these legacy comics like you guys were talking yeah, yeah. about. And it's like, we're open micers getting <laughs> yeah. more than five minutes of stage time yeah. trying new stuff at Muggsy's. It's well, not like yeah, coming so out with our A game. Like an, an open mic, at least to me, is like going to the gym. Where right. It's like, all yeah. right, this is just where you work out. Yeah. But again... To Matt's they didn't even give it more yeah, than 30 to, seconds. To Matt's <laughs> point, it's <laughs> like they heard, apparently, because one I didn't joke. see them, they heard one bit, and they're like, when's Chappelle going to show Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, fuck you guys. <laughs> Fucking douchebags. That guy's not Joy Coy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they left for a good reason. <laughs> it, it wasn't Rafiq or anything, but that that whole night was just, it was like the same as, uh, we, we had yeah, two shows last night. week. It was Moon Room, which I love. my favorite local show. Yeah. And Muggsy's in both was a weird both night. audiences were very tight. It like has both been. Nights. It was weird. It 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 wasn't just last week. I think for like the last couple weeks, and I I don't think this is on any of the comics here because I've seen some nights where there's like a sudden explosion mm-hmm. of like ah oh, okay we can all relax mm-hmm. yeah but like yeah that happened at Madcaps for us this weekend yeah <laughs> right but there has definitely been for like the last couple of weeks that overarching vibe of people kind of being like I don't know if we can laugh yeah at this or being like kind of like off spiritually I guess yeah. you would call it M- moon room two weeks ago was was fire yep. like it was right. it was really good like I mean like I, there wasn't anybody that was on the card that had a bad set like everybody was like it seems doing like really well Eric is also tightening up who gets on there a little like a little bit you know like he not in a good way yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. In a bad he, way. he's just he's trying to he's, he's trying to keep jimmy's vision alive with the way it was it's still an open mic to like working people mm-hmm. you know what i mean but he what he did is just like uh he g- gave long, a little bit longer sets and then also uh less people you know what i mean so like instead of 16 comics it's 10 and then everybody's getting like seven to ten minutes, and yeah. then like the closer, just like Jimmy, the closer is getting like fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so I, I actually really enjoy the way it's going right now. La- last week was a little bit weird. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a weird set last week. It was very yeah, everybody, dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> nobody killed last week. Yeah, like not one person went up there yeah. and was like, "I'm," you know, and killing yeah. it. You know, which is weird because Moon Room has. Uh, like it, there's a there's a, a bunch of nights where like the first couple people don't really do well and then the last and half of the show does yeah. great you know mm-hmm. um that's like how it's been since i since i've been there you know mm-hmm. but it never built yeah. on tuesday it yeah. just all but what i think was weird what's interesting about moon room is be- because that like wall is glass and it starts kind of early yeah a lot of times the sun will still be out a little bit mm-hmm. when the show starts and I don't know what it is about the sunlight and comedy. Yeah. People do not yeah. like to laugh when the sun's out. It's weird. So do you think there should be curtains there or something? Or? Well, I think they they added there are curtains there now, aren't there? No, no, no. It's still okay. It's so still maybe open. that's why. Because a lot of times at Moon Room, the sun will be out mm-hmm. and the audience will be cold, and then as it gets dark and it starts to actually feel like a private tight room, the audience builds and builds and builds and builds, and, builds and then. By the end of the night, you have a real hot crowd. Yeah. yeah. There's certain things for every room in general where, like, 
if you if this element is added to the space, it will just fuck up the night. Mm-hmm. You know, like if the if the the room's too bright, it'll fuck up the night. If uh, the sound quality is like uh, tinny or worst. off, it'll yeah. fuck up the night. If there's a child in the room, it'll fuck up the night. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last night. Yeah. Oh, really? Where at Beachside? Oh, Beachside. Oh, so yeah. you know yeah. how about this? You know how this Tommy kid keeps causing problems. Yeah. He brought his girl and his daughter. <laughs> I love the name dropping. Yeah, I, we've, we've passed this. Okay. Yeah. We've no, passed no, this. It's been, it, it, like, I mean, he's been kicked out of every show in Brevard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He got yeah. kicked out of Unapology. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. And he only had yeah. one minute. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes. It's the minute. only yeah. time I've ever seen Judd, th- like, tell somebody to get the fuck out. Yeah. Really? During, like, and during their set. Like, oh, no, like, like, he did no, his set. Interview session, he did right? He did a set, and then Judd started asking him questions during the interview. Yeah, it, well, I consider the whole thing. Did that thing. get released, by the way? Because I never went and no. watched it. it no. Not. Oh, man, that would have been so, so much it, fun. It was, the la- it was the last episode that Judd did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the uh, <laughs> Judd starts asking him questions, and he wrote his name as, like, Tommy Gunn or something like that's, that. Yeah, that's right. His, yeah. And so he goes, your name's Tommy Gunn, and the guy just starts, like, making fun of everybody. And then Judd's like asking him again, like, "Is your name Tommy Gunn?" And he goes into something totally different. I was just both face ignoring the host, just of the ignoring show. him completely, <laughs> and just talking, like, just saying what he wants to say instead of answering the fucking question, which is so- sort of the the job of of the you know being on there. And yeah. uh, Judd asked him for a third time, he didn't answer, and Judd told him to get the fuck out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Last night he he showed up with them, his girl and his daughter, and. They sat down, and then he got up, and he was out of the the building the entire show. It was like he left a proximity mine that nobody wanted to move near. <laughs> <laughs> like, the comics were nervous. The audience, no, nobody in the audience wanted to really laugh at anything. It just threw off the whole show. And then he gets up at the end and tries to get her to do jokes. Like, he was the last the, one. Like, his daughter. His daughter. On stage. On stage. To... And I tried to help. I like looked up kid jokes and like gave her the phone. But, but his all right. But all right, see, all right. so this is a perfect segue into Anthony the- Papali was the only one who handled it, like of like the not, an eight nine year comic that he is or whatever because <laughs> he went up and he addressed the elephant in the room. He started talking to the kid. Oh yeah, making yeah. jokes like kid jokes with her, yeah. and then asking her favorite animal. Like it, it people started to loosen up. Yeah, and then it kind of went right back to the the tightness. Yeah. But at the end of the night. After the whole show is over, we we got to a whole sh- through a whole show without him causing any real problems besides bringing the kid there in the first place, which he shouldn't have done. Um, they had gone over to Seven Eleven, the three of them, and we're standing outside like we do at the end of the show every night. And he walks by and did he yell at you? Yeah, did so he yell some I, shit at you? I think he was. <laughs> he yeah. just wanted to fight already. Like, what are you doing? So I think part of it was like. When we were addressing the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. like Papali, like started talking to the kid, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, talk to the kid already. Let me ask mom, mm-hmm. you know, like why she's here. It's like, are you evading like child protective services or like, you know, like does like does somebody owe money? And, and, and this is have, why you're on stage. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah. and it's like, all right, you know, like trying to figure out what's going on here. And I had opened right. the show by going addressing it right away yeah. just so you know it's an adult atmosphere we're going to talk about gross topics we're going to 
swear, you know, yeah. we're not going to we're not going to hold back as long as that's cool with you. And she said, that's fine. Yeah. And like it wasn't even just that, like it was fine. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. She's heard everything. And it's like, it's nine o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say as long as that's cool with you? Because like that leaves her the all right, this lady's controlling the room. Yeah, yeah, I was sorry. trying to get her. If to she, leave. But, but if she was like, no, what would you have done? <laughs> like, no, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, I would, yeah, honestly, that's, that's what I mean, though. Some, I would sometimes if there's a, it, it depends on the situation. This is an open mic, so yeah. it's not like some crazy thing. Sometimes the best thing to do is for the host to go up, bite the bullet, and say a bunch of fucked up shit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like you brought your kid. I'm gonna break the ice. Yeah, I skipped either, all my dick and pedophile yeah, jokes that I shouldn't have. Either, <laughs> either you, either I'm gonna start saying this shit, and you're gonna, because a lot of people will say, "Oh, my kids heard everything," yeah. and then once the jokes start, you'll see them get up with their kid <laughs> and walk out of the yeah. room. I, I, I bit the bullet I for this one. I should have I'll save that for next yeah. time. Now, don't do it on like a like a don't do it at Gregory's on no, like no, a paid yeah. show. An open mic, <laughs> but for like sure. an open mic where this is a comedian's environment. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be like, all right, let's test your kid. Right. You yeah. know? So Rafiq Rift with the girl, the yeah. the girlfriend, she had tats. You said something about her being like a tatted mom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was one of those things. It was like we were taking bets in the back. It's like, are you a dancer or is this like, <laughs> like yeah. is, is this like you just had to spare $300? Like, you yeah. know, it was, again, it was that kind of a crowd work of like, who are you and why are you here? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but also light, uh, still light banter. It wasn't anything, no, ac- no accusations or anything like that. Yeah, and we're all standing outside, and he walks by. He's like, "You were talking to my girl." but he kept walking he never actually came over it's the same shit that he's been doing where he talks shit bark bark and he keeps walking so the thing that like made it funny to me like as far as the escalation is concerned when we first finished the show me and another comic are just outside and apropos of nothing he just goes hey i'm sorry about my boy john and I go, oh, that was, I don't know who that is. That was with C. Dillard like a month ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he goes, oh, he came up here and said some racist yep. shit. And it's like, okay, still don't know who that is. <laughs> but thanks for the apology. Right? And then five minutes later, later he comes back and he, he's threatening he, the same guy he apologized to. <laughs> he's not only is he doing that, but he goes, do I need to call my boy John back up here? <laughs> What are you doing? Like, <laughs> He's not going to fight, but he'll come out and say some racist shit. Right. And make it, everybody uncomfortable. And the thing that like really escalated is like he's always shouting at me, but then he shouts at everyone is like, I'll fight all of you. <laughs> and it's like, then C stepped up and it was like, oh, like I already wanted to fight you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, C's, C's been wanting oh that smoke. he was there last night too. Yeah. yeah. C's been wanting to smoke since that John dude took his water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And then like... <laughs> And this is always the thing about, like, loud dudes like that. Like, his girl pulled him away, and then we went back to be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then we can hear them yelling at each other. <laughs> like, but, but, like I, I brought my youngest daughter to B-Side Retro open mic one time, mm-hmm. right? And I put her on the couch, and I threw her headphones in before the show even started. Yeah. She didn't listen to anybody. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Didn't throw off the vibe of the night. Nope. Didn't, yeah. Didn't yeah. She do was anything. far enough she, away from the audience. Yeah, she yeah. sat, like, it, she was actually obscured from the stage because yep. there was something sitting right there where, like, the, the people yeah, on stage the couldn't even see her. Thing and all yeah. That, yeah. I mean, like, I... I, I realize that there's not always like tonight, you know, yeah. my kid's sitting in the lobby here. Yeah. There's not always a situation where you can 
like have a night and if you you know if you want to go out and do like something yeah. like this or open mic or something like that sometimes you got to just be like put the structure up in advance so that yeah. nobody else yeah. feels weird but like, this also, kid was like, like seven years old yeah like your youngest is like in her teens though yeah. Yeah. you know and it would have been one thing though if to your point he had taken uh his daughter over to where chris is which is in the fucking dark of the room and just been like hey is it okay if she sits over here so she's not in the audience well, i wouldn't leave my daughter you know. next to the chris i'm fucking with him i'm fucking with him the, the, the couch the name of the band. owner is chris. yes <laughs> not me yeah not chris rock yeah. <laughs> but the, fun, well, the funny no. thing <laughs> the funny thing is though like it's it's weird to me like what's weird is that there's certain people that consider themselves comics and mm-hmm. they don't understand the world of comedy enough to even so so he's he's so when you tell these stories mm-hmm. this guy's not doing a bit he's not like nope play, he's dead serious that's yeah yeah all right so then that's somebody who is not a comic and does not understand he's a pro comedy surfer at all. yeah, yeah. He, he's he's been competing he's he shreds i've seen videos yeah. he shreds super yeah. cool yeah uh so he, not he, he belongs comedy. out yeah. in the ocean away yeah. from yeah. people yeah. 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 that's where he belongs yes because like I mean, something as simple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something as simple as bringing your wife and then be like, "You the talking wife. to my girl, bro?" It's like you sat her in the audience. Yeah. Once she sits in the mm-hmm. audience, I mean, within reason, that's not your wife anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, and it, within it w- reason. It like, it, yeah, like yeah, exactly. It would have been one thing if I had just like been up there and be like, "Yo, show them titties." Yeah. Like, <laughs> then you could be like, "That's not even a bit and yeah. fucking disrespectful." What the fuck? Yeah. Nobody you know? said anything. Off you the should wall do like that. that as a bit. Though. And even, <laughs> and even, if they yeah. come back, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and even like, like, forget your kid. When I bring, when I brought my wife to beach, I, she, my wife's been to beach I like twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put her all the way in the back corner of the room. Yeah. So it's like you're not an audience member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're my wife. You sit back here, and then the show happens over there. Yeah. It's a very like if if you know if 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 you have a family member who doesn't want to be bothered, you put them somewhere mm-hmm. where it's not it's not the room's responsibility to go. Oh, we're going to do crowd work with everyone except for this person yeah. who you've brought. Yeah, it's the the last time uh, one of my siblings came to see me do stage time at a show, I had her sit at the back of the bar that we were in yeah. because it's like. One for me as a comic is like it's distracting knowing that one of the people I'm going to be talking tonight is yeah. already here. <laughs> yeah. But also like I don't want any of the comics to fuck with you. Yeah. Like so just sit off to the side yeah. <laughs> and you know like enjoy the night but like don't make a scene, you know. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing is the other two audience members were brother and sister. No. So like no sexual topics were getting any laughs because neither one of them wants to they have um, that picture. Yeah, laugh anything <laughs> sexual. I did a. I I asked them how long they've been together, and they're like, "Oh, we're brother and sister." And I still went into the finger butt joke. <laughs> Not involving the two of them, but like your I bowling asked ball him, joke. I asked. Yeah, I fucking love that joke. It's one of my. It's one of my new ones. I love so much. But I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but I asked him, and he's like, "No, no, no." Yeah. Nope. I mean, like nobody wants yeah. me sitting next to a sibling and been like, "Oh, so you ever yeah. think about your sister choking I'll down just, a dozen <laughs> dicks?" <laughs> fucking so much, man. <laughs> like elbowing his sister, like, "Hey, that's fucking awesome." No. So, so speaking of like the comics and some of the strangeness, have you ever have you guys heard of this uh, thing? I think it's on HBO, The Dark Side of Comedy. Mm-mm. Um, there's supposed to be, I think it's HBO, but there's a series where they go into like 
Cosby and Andy Kaufman or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they did one on Roseanne. And they talk about like the dark side of comedy and how so many comics have mental health issues. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It mostly stems yeah. from mental illness. Yeah. So, so it's mid-segue. For some reason, this particular craft attracts a lot of people with mental health problems. Because mm-hmm. there's no denial at entry. Yeah. That's what it really boils down to. Mm-hmm. It's not a job that you... You don't have to have a degree or like any pass sort. a background oh. check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing that yeah. you have to do. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, now nowadays you see kids doing it sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you you can be anybody and go up and start doing stage time. And even if you're crazy but you're funny, you can still progress as a comic. But it, the 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 key problem, and this is where I guess I want to start, is you can also not be funny. And they won't make you leave. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. See, like me personally, if I was running open mics, there'd be a limp. I'm like, you have six months to be to have something. (laughs) If you keep coming every week to my open mic and it's the same god awful horseshit every single you're dressed time. Dressed in garbage and dildos. And yeah, stuff. yes. Yeah. If you're dressed in garbage and dildos, <laughs> I hate you the fact that this is a real dude. They're Brian, talking this about is a real <laughs> favorite. We have a guy in Arbor Varsity <laughs> who literally makes a different outfit every time he comes out. And out of garbage and dildos. Out of, out of garbage and dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's come out with a diaper. Yeah. On he's come out like with I remember at uh we had a we had a show this is before you guys' time. We had a show at a hookah place in downtown Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And he came out one time. I was hosting that night. And I was so annoyed. Because again, I, I'm at a place where even early when I first started, I was like, Why do we allow this type of shit? Yeah, like, I don't why want do people we to go to shows and go, Oh, that's Brevard Comedy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So he gets there and the owner of this hookah place <laughs> is <laughs> Smart guy, real estate agent or whatever, but from a distance, you just see a giant dude on steroids. He's humongous. And he's there and <laughs> I'll just like I'll say it. Brett Hale is um <laughs> on stage with a assortment of things sewn onto his hat, right? Mm-hmm. And then a vest with a bunch of shit on it. And then he's wearing essentially like a jock strap kind of thing with a candle attached where your penis would be so it looks like he has a, a penis candle it's right? a hand it's a rabbit's foot yeah. it's a candle so <laughs> he gets to his big finale which he becomes clear he's gonna light his penis candle <laughs> and i'm guessing it's some type of sparkler type of candle type of thing Jesus and from across the room the owner of the venue goes don't you fucking dare and the owner comes running and he doesn't stop trying to light it so literally <laughs> the not, owner of the venue yes <laughs> the owner of the venue is forcing him again this guy must bench 350 pounds he's forcing shoving him out physically shoving him out of the yeah. door as he's like digging his heels yeah. in trying well, he's to also wearing like 100 pounds worth of garbage yeah. so he's got yeah. that yeah <laughs> so he's digging his heels in to like stay in the room so he can get his light his, get his dick off <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I just remember the whole Ugh. incident happens, and I'm looking around, and I, I I can't remember who it was at the time, but I was looking around the other comics, and I was like, Are, "Can we be done? Can we please fucking be done with this?" Yeah, yeah. It's such an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. It's insane. He came with a, <laughs> he came with an easel, 
And his bits were he's wearing this crazy outfit and he's got an easel and all of his jokes he just like flips through the easel. You mean he's like not Dimitri saying anything. Martin? Yes. <laughs> but he's not saying anything. So you're supposed to just read the easel. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of like racist bits. So like he's oh just God. flipping through an easel full of racist bits with a candle penis. And nobody tells him you are no longer welcome to come to any of this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is like legitimately if there were well-structured bits to go with that level of craziness, people would forgive it. He's because been, people it's the it's the carrot top thing of oh, this is prop no, comedy. But carrot Brian's top fucking but, stewing over but, here. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate There's not I, I, I'm pretty open to comedy. Yeah. Like yeah. across the board, most comics I'm the, I'm open to it. even the more like weird ones. But you know Brian I mean? has my same rage. Yeah. But, yeah. but I this guy from the get go, I hated this guy. <laughs> like I don't know what it was. He's never been mean to me or no, anything. He's, like, a, he's a wonderful person. He's but, also outside of the crazy costume, he looks like a regular dude. Re- completely right. regular, regular like, dude. Like, yeah. You could be getting insurance from this guy and have no idea. Yep. For me it's a lot of like like he's putting so much effort into this, but not the comedy. Yes, you yes, know right. what I mean. He's yeah. putting effort into everything that doesn't matter, and not to the one thing that but, does. But that's what I'm matter. saying. Yeah. It's yeah. like if he was showing up with well prepared, like hilarious bits, and he just happened to wear this ridiculous prop comedy co- like costume. Yeah, people would forgive it. Yeah. The same thing with Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin can go up on stage and do easel bits mm-hmm. because the joke is funny. He yeah. doesn't need the easel. It just adds on to what he's already doing. Yeah. But to your point, Matt Glidden, mm-hmm. of you could see this guy walking down the street and he looks like a normal, handsome white man, like a middle-aged white guy. Mm-hmm. I ran into him one time at an event with my dad outside of comedy, and he's just wearing regular clothes or whatever. Stopped. We talked for about a minute and a half. And he walks away. Again, he's in plain clothes, just mm-hmm. regular conversation. He walks away. And the second he walks away, my dad turns to me and goes, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? <laughs> like you could tell like there's he, he, could just, he could just smell it all. Oh I'm like, God. something's weird about that dude. It, it was probably a little bit the way you were uh, like talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because like. I, I would do that. I, honestly, if I saw him in public, I probably wouldn't say anything to him. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I would probably I would just ignore him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. The guy makes me so angry. <laughs> I don't want. I don't even want to talk to that dude. So, sometimes people just give you that vibe. Yeah. There was a dude I remember in college who like never spoke with him. Don't know anything about him. But to this day, I just remember walking into the same math class as this dude, and across from an auditorium, we just started smithing at each other, being like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck you up if you come any closer." It's like, like Peter Griffin <laughs> fighting the chicken. Yeah, but <laughs> there's no reason for it. it. Just happens. Yeah, but so what's weird about so all of this to kind of curve back around to Mental the original health. point. Well, no, my point of letting go of sort of trimming the fat oh yeah yeah um and because i the reason why i started with the tears Mm -hmm. is because i had the realization of there is no timeline in comedy yeah Mm -hmm. it's certain people Get to where they get to yeah, very, dude, very big fast. Time is a prime example of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time is a prime example. <laughs> it's gonna be headlining Chris, in a couple months. Chris is too, though. Yeah. for that matter. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't. Why not I say this often? But if you look at all the other five-year comics, almost none of them are anywhere close to mm. where I'm at. 
mm-hmm. like not even close, you know. So I had a lot of that same thing where, and I think that's why I get along with Brian because, like the 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 rage at Brett Hale, <laughs> the like people telling you, hey, you're moving too fast, you need yeah. to humble yourself. Similar trajectories. Similar trajectories, right? Yeah. Starting off at an older age where you're coming in not like taking it more seriously than people that are yeah yeah you know 19 years old and you know just fucking around yeah it's very different nate nate bargatz has a great thing where he goes like you're either gonna make it at 20 or you're or you're gonna make it at 40 yeah and there's like no in between Yeah. yeah but i what's interesting this this these past couple of weeks we've had some drama mm-hmm. <laughs> in our local scene and but i've now come to a point where uh, and i said this in our little group chat thing of i'm just tired yeah mm-hmm. i'm exhausted of just the bullshit in general the welcome to my world and <laughs> i had and i actually i actually i um i guess i unfollowed or unjoined or whatever the orlando comedy scene page like the new orlando comedy scene or whatever yeah. I disjoined that. Why was that? Um, c- because it's a. Uh, I was annoyed. I'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. They don't allow you to post like podcasts or anything that the local comics are doing in the group. Yeah. Right. However, if Joe Rogan said something interesting that might be of value to comics on his podcast, you would be allowed to post it there because it's not seen as something. It's not promotional. Promotional yeah. from mm-hmm. a local comic, mm-hmm. right? However, I've designed this podcast specifically to be helpful for new comics. Mm-hmm. It's made for that purpose. Yeah. So when I post it, and it's not like I'm posting every single episode. No. I'm mm-hmm. posting it to say this is relevant for new comics. But because it's coming from a local comic, God forbid this group help local comics. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is for. You're not allowed to do that. This group is only for shitty gossip and like was, making was memes of each other. First time that you posted your podcast to the page? No, I posted it a long time ago. So that's what annoyed me. I okay. posted it the first time. Um, well, the episode you posted was the whole drama. Yes. Do you think it was removed because it was no that no, topic? No, no. It was okay. it was left there for a while uh-huh. for people to see it, and then it was just taken down. Right. Because. What I was told is like, you know, if we if we let you post your podcast, then we gotta let everyone post their podcast. Okay, and then and it I'm gets like, flooded. That's bullshit. Okay, for two reasons. All right. Number one, a lot of the comics have podcasts, but it's like five of them. It's not like it's a hundred and fifty of them. No. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, this is a partially a very educational comedy pot. Like I'm literally doing it mm-hmm. to help other comics. I'm interviewing the headliners out of Orlando on this pot. Like I'm literally, yeah. how often? And they get to tell how they got here. Exactly. (laughs) That whole story. And that can't be shared in the group. It's like, okay, this, these groups and these things are literally designed to be silly. This isn't something where, like if you look at our group here, our group here is all promotion. Mm -hmm. We want yeah. every single show that happens in Brevard County to be seen as many pe- by as many people as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We share Gregory's stuff, and Gregory's isn't even connected to our local comedy group. We nope. just want Brevard comedy pushed as hardcore as humanly possible to get audiences out to shows, and that's what our things are designed for. Yeah. yeah. Right? A lot of this other stuff is like, oh, 
again, like, you know, you, you can't promote your stuff in here and all this other stuff. All right, so then what am I in this group for? And then up until now, a lot of it was, well, I don't want to miss anything that's happening. Yeah. And then I got to thinking, I was like, the only thing that's ever happened in this group has been drama and bullshit. Mm-hmm. And open mic posts. And open mic posts. None of which is relevant to me anymore. Which, by the way, is promotional. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's promotional. Exactly. Yeah. And I, then. I think I actually put the Sunday mic. In yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so I, I made that argument, by the way, yeah. <laughs> with the admin people. But um, then I'm always like, well, I don't want to miss out because there's so many comics in that group. Like, there's new comics that I may not have met and all that other stuff. And I realize, and this is gonna this is gonna sound arrogant, mm-hmm. but at the stage I'm at, if you're an Orlando comic and you don't know me, mm-hmm. that's more your problem than it is my problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you should make the effort to meet me. I don't need to make the effort to meet you because I've done the work yeah. to get to the point where I have a personal relationship with the James Johns and the Dean Napolitanos and the Mike Hurleys and the Ross Pagets and all those people. Mm-hmm. I, Everyone who's at that tier, I already know. Mm-hmm. And everyone who's coming up underneath me, it, I do a podcast with three guys that are actually out in the open mic scene. If you mm-hmm. want to meet me, you go talk to them, and they'll well, be two, the gatekeeper of that. Two guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Rafiq still goes out to the mics. That's <laughs> what I meant. But he's a feature. Who is getting discluded here? <laughs> Literally running mics. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I still go, too. Kind of to what you're talking about, Chris, especially in your case because you do headline there is the thing of you're not missing out on work because you're not a part of that exactly and you know part of the thing i love about the tampa bay version of that is people not all the time but people will throw down a post being like hey seeking a couple comics anybody in here but i've never really seen that in like and it's not just orlando but like a lot of the other uh facebook groups you find for like local comedy scenes Mm -hmm. you don't really see a lot of people going like hey who wants work a lot of it is just oh did you hear so and so is fighting or ooh, we can't go to this venue anymore because the owner's a fucking dick you know no that's not true the orlando comedy scene the one thing about it that i will say like for people at your level it's definitely not beneficial but i do see people posting on there like hey i'm looking for comics for this show or i'm looking for comics yeah. for this show yeah like it's it you you definitely get work out of that group yeah so but like, i mean i literally i haven't seen i it. messaged today uh what's his name um nate bearden yeah posted hey yeah, he i'm looking for something. people to do the local legends at lol if you're interested uh just send me a dm basically and i sent yeah. him a dm and he was you know and, and so like that's what and I'm he saying. did, but he yeah. posted that in the Orlando in group. The Orlando, or? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Group. because I, mean. I saw that on like his Facebook page, right? Like, <laughs> so somebody like Chris, you you probably wouldn't be I, like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna jump on this opportunity here. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching out to Mike Lee trying to get a headline date. For yeah, that. yeah, it just right. doesn't. Yeah, it just. Yeah. yeah, I just realized participating in this stuff. Just there's a point at which this stuff doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's a cap to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then again, I go back to that conversation I had with Jacoby, like years ago when I was trying to get out of being an open micer like I was frustrated with the fact that I was mad that people saw me as an open micer I was like I'm so much better than all the fucking open micers why are people still talking to me like I'm an open micer mm-hmm. and I asked Jacoby I said how do you get out of being an open micer stop and going yeah Jacoby was just like <laughs> stop going 
Yeah. And I was like, uh. <laughs> like, it's so simple. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple. But my thing was, I'm going to go to these open mics and kill so often that everybody's going to know I'm not an open micer. Killing at an open mic nonstop but not getting work, you're still an open micer. Yeah. yeah. You know? You're just it, it, the best open micer. You're still yeah, you're just the best open micer. <laughs> but there's certain ways to do it. Like, Papali does it well. You yeah. know what I mean? Where he's, like, locally he'll hit open mics here, but, like, when he goes out, it's not. Yeah, it's not that. It's, he's yeah. not doing it out hours. And for him, it's just about building material. Yeah. 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 So I think that there's. I definitely if, wouldn't put him in the open micer box. Me neither. Yeah. No, but, no. but at the same time, like, he, I mean, I see him at all of our local shit. Yeah. You know but. I mean? it, it, to that point, though, he doesn't come out to every open mic. He shows up strategically because, again, like you're saying, he's building towards something. Yeah. yeah. It's Papali, Chris, you know, there are dudes in the scene where if they showed up at an open mic, it's not, oh, hey, glad to see you again. It's, oh, sweet, are you working on something? Yeah. Or like, oh, hey, man, thanks for dropping by. Yeah. Like, did you want to... 10, 15 minutes. Well, yeah. Papali's built a relationship with the scene, so that's a little bit of a, a part of it, like the guys in the scene. We're, we're, he, he's, we, we still feel that he's part of our group, but he's definitely not an open micer anymore. The only time he comes out to open mics is when he doesn't have a gig booked. Yeah. yeah. That's the only, yeah. Right. But he makes sure that he's working every night. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, like most of the headliners that I've interviewed with you have all been like, just work on material and at book shows. At book shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been too scared to do that up until <laughs> like just a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. I started uh, Gregory's, the first, my, yeah. the weekend I hosted Gregory's. I, I was like, you know what? I'm, why, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm working in an older audience. Let me just workshop some new material. And it's like one or two jokes. You know what I mean? It's nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing a full set of new material. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, in the that, middle. that's the reason why I always advocate doing the BCA yeah. of like your your opening material should be strong, but it doesn't have to be that strong. You know, in comparison to your closing material, but anything in that middle section, you can be like, "This is just something I thought of this afternoon." Because if you're doing a 15 minute set, <laughs> you can. There's time to Bomb. dig out of it. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You you got to be comfortable enough doing it, and that's that's really what I like. I I wasn't comfortable doing is like you got to be comfortable losing them and then getting them back. Yeah. yeah. Not losing yeah. them and going fuck, they're gone. You yeah, know if, what I mean? If you're, if you're doing a 30 minute set, you can, I mean, you shouldn't want to, but you can afford to bomb for 10 minutes out of that 30 yeah. and still be okay with the rest of the set. And yeah. the, the key to that also is the open mics and the shitty bar gigs is learning to get in front of an audience that you that's already lost because it's a shitty mic yeah, or mm-hmm. they're just not paying attention or they're all drunk and being able to turn a chaotic room into a cohesive audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember, I don't remember one specific time. I don't remember. Was this was this Moon Room? I think there was one time I went up to Moon Room and the I'm audience was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't supposed to go on to the end. And I went up to Jimmy. I was like, you want me to just go up now <coughs> and sort of herd them into being an actual audience? And that's what, that's what we did. He, yeah. he put me up next and the whole set was just me crowd working them enough to get them to pay attention and then once they were paying attention going into material and then the rest of the night they were a pretty cohesive you know uh, workable crowd yeah you know so once you get comfortable doing that then you can get on stage in the middle of a set and not only try some new material 
I've gone into middle of sets and thrown it on purpose just to see what, like I have this whole bit about, you know, voting for Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen you do that. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. go up and I go, I just got to let you guys know, voted for Ron DeSantis and you just lose them. Yeah. <laughs> or or then, you gain or, or you, <laughs> a lot of crazies. Well, no, you, yeah, you, you, you gain one guy all the way in the back is like, Whoa, we got one black guy. <laughs> Maga bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then you just work it all the way back from there. Yeah. So it's a fun exercise. I did my pronoun joke at Daytona and they started getting hyper. They were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's not <laughs> yeah. do <this> rally. <laughs> there's, Holy shit. there's always a moment where you do, I, I don't want to call them hack but like you, you do like a like race material or whatever mm-hmm. and like someone gets like way too excited and you're like yeah. oh you really just want to <laughs> say the n-word <laughs> like i'm not okay with how happy you are yeah. i told y'all about eugene right like uh I, I saw eugene at beachside retro one night and uh he has a joke about like the n-word holiday you know mm-hmm. like how like you uh, there should be a holiday for white people to say the N-word, but mm. if a black person hears it, they have to give them $20, right? Oh, something. <laughs> and he, 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 like, I don't know if he closed with it, but it was close to the end, and he gets off the stage, and a white guy in a cowboy hat runs up to him, calls him the N-word, and gives him $20. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene literally just went and put the money in his They're pocket. Wild. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> Beachside Retro yeah, of all places yeah. too. Like, is that's not a place you would typically expect that to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but if it's going to be somebody, it's going to be the guy in the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. <laughs> for sure. But I mean, I so sort of what the the mental space I've been in for like the past couple of weeks was like I'm not even mad about any of the drama that happened. Mm-hmm. It's just like exhausting. okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah it's like, emotionally exhausting. Yeah, and I just realize there's so many. You could take the same amount of time and energy mm-hmm. and put it towards something positive, mm-hmm. and over a two or three year span, it would help exponentially. Because mm-hmm. you know we don't think about how little things you do every day can actually create something. Mm-hmm. So if the time you spend either in these Facebook groups, going back and forth with other comics, are like like going not only going back and forth with other comics, going back and forth with the 10-year open micers Mm -hmm. like you're literally giving energy to people who will never make it so it's like you're just pissing into the wind yeah Yeah. even though you think you're having these important conversations like one of the things that i realized i was like you know i'm as all this drama is happening locally with people and stuff that's never gonna leave local Mm -hmm. i'm literally getting my email for my set at the laugh factory for chocolate sundays and i'm trying to figure out my calendar for next year because i got to do chocolate sundays like in may and then i want to go back to new york to do the comedy cellar again later on in the year i got to split up enough time to be able to afford multiple flights and all this other shit and i'm like i am a breath away from like the laugh factory and the comedy cellar and yet I'm in a Facebook group arguing mm-hmm. over a $100 gig that one comic tried to steal from another or may not have or whatever. It's like this is... And neither outcome is going to benefit you. Nothing's yeah. going to matter. Yeah. None of this is ever going to matter. It's true. It, yeah. in, investing your... Th- this is just a life lesson in general, but investing your time and energy into things that don't enrich your life... D- like not only is it unsatisfying but like it 
it doesn't help you grow as a person. There's never going to be a moment where, and this happens all the time, especially in so, like the social media space. There's never a moment where you argue with like a racist on Facebook where you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's gonna be even better, you know. <laughs> like, I turned him. Right? I yeah, turned exactly. <laughs> Never happened. You know, to to be fair though, that last podcast we did. Yeah. Do you know how many people came up to me and talked to me about that podcast? Really? And, oh my god! I bet you. I bet you. In the last week, out I've of had New Smyrna and and everywhere, like ten or twelve people. Really? Yeah. Like just come yeah. up to me and been like, "Oh, that that podcast was fantastic." Yeah. Really? Yes. I yeah, swear but, to God. Like, yeah. <laughs> Now, but like, what part of it? All of it. Okay. Like, yeah, I, that's like good. they wasn't like specifics. It was just like I was on a podcast with Sareth, like yeah. uh, him because he's doing Sareth Fest. Yeah, I'm already. I, me and him already figured out a time for. Thank you for. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was on me. that, and uh, it was like, it was. I don't know. A couple days after the podcast came out, and he on his podcast, we started with that shit. Oh, like, really? He was like, <laughs> I just want to let you know, I was listening to the the. Uh, <laughs> funny style podcast and it was hilarious and <laughs> that last episode was fantastic like yeah. he's he's going on on and on about it you know and well, i kind of awesome. like I love Sarah. we talked about it i was trying not to like get in the minutiae of that podcast specifically but i you know we talked loosely about it for a few minutes and then i was like all right that's kind of i don't want to i don't want to get into this yeah, yeah. this, you know? this yeah. subject matter is interesting and worthwhile to discuss the individuals involved aren't like does <laughs> that make sense you yeah, know yeah, yeah. like yeah. the like the emotional energy that you have to expend to be like this person is bothering me let me focus my time and attention on them specifically is way less valuable than if you just go like hey this is a general bullshit thing that we should probably talk about you know what i mean <laughs> Well, cause it's, it's, it's rampant everywhere you, every comedy scene you go to, you run into similar sort of characters, mm -hmm. you know? So we got to figure out, all right, where, cause I think here's my other frustration uh -huh. is we talk about this all the time, how there's hobby comics and then there's like career comics mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, my new number one rule is I don't, <laughs> again, this all just sounds like douchebag stuff. But, like, I don't even want to develop relationships with the hobby comics. Mm -mm. I, I just don't. I feel like it's it's good because you, you you don't know who's a hobby comic at first. You know what I mean? And In that so, first yeah. six-month period that yeah, you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, somebody six months. And, like, if you weren't connected into our comedy scene, even though it took me, like, three or four months to meet you, yeah. you you didn't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh like and you could have been like nah that guy fuck that guy you yeah. know what i mean and then i would have never been on this shit with you and all that kind of stuff you yeah. know and so i think that there's merit into like dipping your toes in occasionally and seeing who's good and being like okay and yeah. like in like sort of being like a mentor or or like like that's what i, I i've I've talked about it like openly. Like mm -hmm. I feel like because of guys like you and Eugene and Jimmy to an extent, like you you are well above us. You dipped your toes in. You saw who you know who was not worthy. That's the wrong word to say. But who you know, potential. like who, who had potential, yeah. and you did your best to help them out. Yeah. And, and if they listen, that's up to them. Or they you know they want the help because some people just don't want it. But um, and so like I feel like it's on like us, yeah. like Matt and I at this point. We try to, to like, live by do that the same. exact same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just keep it going so that way we're building generations of good comics in our scene. But what I'm what I'm trying to get to a place at, and I and I, I realize this now. I remember 
So, again, this was before you guys' time. Ken mm-hmm. Miller used to do this thing called the Box of Chocolates. Mm-hmm. And it was him and a couple other... It was actually it was black comics and then uh, Christoph Jean, who's like the whitest guy ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love but um, no, he's he's great. <laughs> and um, I used to get really frustrated because I'm over here in Melbourne, busting my ass, working really really hard. And every time I reach out to Ken, it was kind of like a yeah, sure, but I have this crew of guys that I normally work with. Yeah, and th- and it, it just kind of is what it is, yeah. kind of thing, right? And I used to just get so pissed off and frustrated about it and now that i mean i'm not in ken miller's place but i'm moving into where we're sort of peers rather than he's somebody who's sort of way above you yeah way above me right and i'm like you know i'm working with this crew from this podcast and that's kind of it because i have a limited amount of time i have a limited amount of energy I have a limited amount of people who I want reaching out to me with, hey, you got any, you know, feature spots at such and such and such and such. Like, I, I don't I don't want to be that readily available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I do have is I have people that are actively in the scene that I can go. I feel like all three of you, I could comfortably go, hey, who's like who's new and really good? Yeah. And you guys would immediately know. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, we've got yeah, no <laughs> Fleming. I'd, no, I'd have to contact <laughs> no, no Fleming. No Fleming's our fucking golden boy this this past couple of months, man. He's he's really been killing it. You can yeah. tell he's working. He just I've been trying to get him to come with me to travel mics. Yeah. And he said that his anxiety's getting the best of him and he's like he's scared to but we were talking about go there, going there. uh Wednesday but to uh, one of these Wednesdays I'm gonna get him out to Madcaps. Yeah. Um I wanna take him out to the Orlando scene, Bull and Bush, those types of things. Just as soon as he goes to his first out of town, Mike, he's I'm, I like no. If you're fucking listening, you're gonna love it, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it it changes you immediately. No, the first I, out of town, Mike. I get it though, because yeah. like when I first started, I was just doing the retro and or like Beachside Retro and Moon Room and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they co- sort of became like comfort spots for me. Yep. Because I had I used to have like all day anxiety about doing stand up. Like I mean, like I wouldn't eat. Like I was like I would get like just uncomfortable knowing that I was going to go do something that made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I told, I think I was talking to like Rob Ford or Sareth or something like that outside of uh B side retro one night. And I was like, Oh yeah, I don't want to go anywhere for a while. Like yeah. I want to, you know, six months or so I want to stay here and just try to figure stuff out and that kind of shit. And, uh, it was it honestly. I think my first trip out was like to uh, LOL, or maybe it was no. Yeah, you guys all went out to LOL because yeah. I remember seeing pictures. Yeah, and then I was like, "Fuck, I got it!" Like, if I don't start traveling, I'm gonna get left behind. Yeah, and but, so I started doing it. But it was the fact that we went as a group. Yeah, you know, like Rudy kind of took a it, like. I mean, it was me. I think it was me, Rudy, Kyle, and Preach. Cody Z. Yeah, but Cody and um uh. Uh, what's an Alec? That kid, Alec. You remember him? Yeah, yep. The the two of them rode separately. So yeah. for me, it was like me and, Ru- and Rudy's like, I'll get us on, don't worry. And he texted Henry Pounders and got yeah. us on. And so like, but it was like going there with somebody that was like more senior to me and, and, you know, and then getting introduced and then just doing like the set there, like it made me way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, I probably wouldn't have ever just went out on my own to like an Orlando a show. A thousand or percent. But yeah, like riding in a group, it helps a lot. That's why I want to do that with our our, our open micers that have potential. I want to yeah. go. 
I put that out in the mic hop all the time. I'm like, hey, I'm going out to Madcaps or I, I think especially in Florida because things are spaced so far apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the added value of rolling in a group is that it is essentially like a writing session on the way there yeah. and yeah. on the way back. It's actually yeah. why yeah. Cody Z started the mic hop chat was yeah. so that we could all carpool the mics. Yeah. Now I'm telling you work. when like every time I bring up this van, I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not <laughs> full of shit. In this van. But one we'll one of, one of the plans when I get this van is to load it up with comics mm-hmm. and go like, we, I'm I'm gonna call ahead, and most places I think most of the open mics around would let me t- if I called them, they'd mm-hmm. give me a bunch of spots. Mm-hmm. And like I'm gonna come into Tampa with nine of the strongest comics from Bavard, and we're gonna ruin your life for a <laughs> night and then we're gonna come to jacksonville with the nine strongest comics in brevard mm-hmm. and ruin your night that would be fun yeah because uh, jacksonville and tampa are like the two scenes that i haven't been down into yeah as a matter of fact like the only time i've ever traveled to a mic without anybody was when i went to miami like yeah. I, I, mean, I mean i went with my family you know what i mean and yeah. just dropped them off somewhere and then went but and you know what? Like I was not nervous about that at all. Yeah. You know, it, like I had I had had enough comedy under my belt where I was like, okay, like I I can I can do a mic solo and not really have to worry about like, is this going to be good or not? Like I'm I'm going to go up and do my best material, and I know that they're going to laugh. So yeah, it went well. And it changes your perspective. Like there's just a different. Like again, I remember when I started traveling and I did New York, and then recently I did this festival in Minnesota. Um, and then when you come back, and I did some shows in Atlanta, it's like once you come back, it's a very different energy. Yeah. Because everyone else in the scene is proven in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And then you come back going, I'm proven in New York. I'm proven in Atlanta. I'm yeah. proven in Minneapolis. Like You start to realize it's attainable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It becomes the, real. Yes. It all becomes real. Yeah. It, it also shows you how much bigger the world is and how much more work you actually do need to put in. Yeah, you know, because if you go, all right, these jokes like I'm proven in Brevard, now I'm proven in Atlanta. I can't just be content with being a big fish in Brevard because that pond is much smaller than Atlanta. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like it, it. Back to my point about you know what's a distraction versus what has value. Like I'm at a point now where like I don't even I don't want I don't want to argue with comics in <laughs> Central Florida. <laughs> Like, why am I arguing with somebody yeah. who is, is again, is fighting over a $100 gig? And who's not going to affect so your work this, at all, yeah. period. This is a situation just the other day, right? Uh, I posted a photo, in, by me, I mean my wife, of yeah. Eric, <laughs> Eric and I, uh, like, in, we actually yeah. showed up in each other's gear. At Muggsies. Like, yeah. Like our, Muggsies? yeah, Muggsies, right? Yeah. And uh, Amy LaCours said... Love that most supportive scene in the biz. Yeah, right. Which is great. That's, that's the kind of that's the kind of shit yeah, I that's want what for we've our been scene. Building. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The only comment on it was this person that just said kinda. Let me let me see. <laughs> let me see. I don't even. I, 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 here's the thing. When we're talking about expending psychic energy, I don't even want to read. Oh. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jesus. I know exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, it I was just like, you know what? I'm just leaving yeah. it. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. I could. I almost. I thought about deleting the comment and yeah, everything. And I was necessary. like, you know what? It, let's just. Yeah. Let's just leave it. I mean, I mean, when you start to realize how 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 large the world is in this comedy <clears> thing, <throat> and how much there is to do, 
fighting with somebody again over a local gig that pays a hundred bucks just becomes like you become embarrassed for yourself yeah right it's like i'm embarrassed that i'm engaging in this shitty conversation like like one of the things that again that on my sort of mental journey this last week or so going over this stuff was i was even looking at like the numbers right so right now i probably average um i don't know i probably average anywhere from 600 to 750 a month Mm -hmm. in comedy gigs a strong month i'll make a thousand bucks doing comedy gigs and it's now getting to a point where like okay this is an amount of money that is paying bills yeah Mm -hmm. i'm paying bills with this money Mm -hmm. right and it's like okay what what does the next step look like and now that i'm starting to run rooms i'm like okay i can run rooms and set up rooms where now i can double dip Mm -hmm. i can have a room that i'm running pay someone to host it and even though i'm booked this is going to happen with rafiq um this month where rafiq is going to be running is going to be hosting cloud parlor Mm -hmm. i'm going to get paid for booking cloud parlor while i'm working at snappers Mm -hmm. so as i start to do this i can now double dip and get to a place where i mean you get a room you get a strong weekly room that's paying you 200 bucks a week to run that room mm-hmm. you're looking at an additional 800 dollars a month yeah mm-hmm. right you're looking yeah. at the 800 dollars a month on top of say i keep working and i get to a thousand a month every month doing the shows now i'm at 1800 dollars a month mm-hmm. plus you know whatever gigs i start to get because i i need to get more aggressive on the gig salad and that kind of stuff and do some more private gigs do a yeah. couple of those a month get to another grand consistently yeah get to 2800 3000 dollars a month and now I'm making close to 40 grand a year as a comic on top of my actual income from working my day job. Mm-hmm, it's right. like this is becoming very real. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as you look at the numbers, then arguing with people and getting involved in drama <laughs> and and having 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 basic conversations with open micers just becomes laughable. It's like the living my actual dream is right. I could just go get it. Right. I think another thing that a lot of comics that that you know we're now learning from like starting to book shows <coughs> and this opportunity that we have um, with the Laugh Attic is you can make an actual living and not be a household name. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can make a living and nobody knows. You. That's yeah. most comics. Exactly. Do you know how many he- like headliners have hit yeah. me up about yeah. the Laugh Attic? Like, I mean, yeah. it's like like got people. I, some of them I've heard of. Some of them I haven't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I was having a conversation with a lady today. That's like uh, I've seen her around. Like I've never met her, but yeah. I've seen her around. She just just messaged me out of the blue to go, "Hey, I heard about your new room. Congratulations! <laughs> if you ever need a headliner, you know what I mean." Nice. And yeah. so like you make connections with people and, and like she she's another one that like i know she's 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 a working comic yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've seen her on a bunch of shit i just don't have a personal connection with her and so uh so like i look at people like that and go okay well, they're successful because i see them on this xyz and and that's what like when i when i first did madcaps like i was asking adam like hey man how do i get into clubs like how do i get into more clubs like more and more and more and he goes just be on every flyer you know what i mean just be like make sure that you're being seen he's like because that's what like me and the mike lees and the alex sotos like in a you know in our central florida club scene that's what they're looking at and i know it's worked because like i was riding with matt the other day and i was getting uh messages from the gimmick like the the guy who runs the gimmick yeah, reaching yeah out to me. Never i've met. never met him i've never been to tampa he's asking about a roast or something yeah right? he's asking Damn. me if i want to do a roast yeah. and i was like 
I can't. I can. It was the yeah. night I'm, I'm with uh, with you. I think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. at Bonkers. And so like yeah, yeah. I mean, you just told him we're coming through. The yeah, I told. Month. I told him I was like, hey, I am coming through the gimmick on this date and all that kind of stuff. But like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like it, that's Adam was 100 percent right. Just yeah. be on. Have your face on as many things as possible. Yeah. And then yeah. start reaching out. It is yeah. one of those things of like if you put your nose to the grindstone and you just <clears throat> work, like legitimately work and don't right. care about a lot of like the extraneous bullshit that comes with this career, you will get so much farther because like you don't have time for the distractions. You don't have time for the ab- emotional arguments of like, oh, you think this comic's really funny, you fucking hack? And it's like, I I could have this forty minute conversation, or I could spend forty minutes writing. Yeah, but I also yes, I agree. But I think that there's merit for us, like in our tiny community here, yeah. to like build up our scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like it might not be the best thing to like get that bogged down in the minutia of like what our scene's doing or what certain people in our scene's doing and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that like we collectively should stay together and like, oh for sure yeah, yeah. Pr- present a unified front. Like Brevard is good, yeah. you know what I mean. And yeah. it gets other comics to come to our scene and they enjoy being here. And like we create this whole vibe of like, man, Brevard's fucking great, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I like as a comic, part of me is like, I want to, you know, ninety percent of me is like, I want to work on my stand up and like doing that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But there's this ten percent part of me that's like, I gotta, I gotta make Brevard strong too. You yeah. Know what I mean? and you you're talking about getting on flyers one of the other fun things that we've done is rolled out as a crew to an open mic yeah and crushed and yeah. they're like where the fuck are yeah. you guys from <laughs> yeah, that is a great like, feel yeah <laughs> so like like you said we're gonna go out to the gimmick or just tr- it, it's still beneficial to us at our level to travel to an open mic in a different town oh. and blow up but and it's beneficial go, at my level but yeah what i'm what i'm talking about is this like so at this point I'm not that known in. I mean, people know of me in the Tampa scene, but Mm -hmm. I haven't spent enough time there to where like I know people on a personal level. Yeah, Yeah. Jacksonville scene is the same way. Yeah, me too. Right. So those are the last (coughs) two places in Florida where coming up in the next year, um, after the health insurance open enrollment, Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna just start hitting the road and just showing my face until I get booked consistently. From that point on, it's out of state. There's nothing left for me to pop into open mics yeah. in Florida anymore. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, you're welcome to come with us on uh, when we go. Okay. We're, yeah. the yeah. we're going to the game. If you're not booked that night, yeah. you're welcome to come. Dude, so. yeah. yeah. Just, That'd be cool. Yeah. Also, you and Rafiq. Rafiq. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally like a Tampa comic. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we you know that get you, yeah. you can get in on You're, you're funny too, man. To, to <laughs> kind of what Chris is talking about, like, there is a certain level that you hit just in every scene recognition mm-hmm. of Chris showing up to Tampa, comics there might go like, who is this dude? But there are still enough people, like mutual connections, that if somebody knows Ken or knows James, will have heard of Chris Mm -hmm. like through the grapevine. Anytime I work with somebody that is well above me, like... uh, uh, like when I did the weekend with Vince Taylor or whatever, I always, I always drop you and Eugene. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you guys are local to our scene and you've been doing this long enough to where you know a lot of people. And so when I do that, they go, oh, okay, yeah, of course. Like I know I know both of them. Okay, so same thing I did it with Johnny Mac, I think. Yeah. And, and he was more like, oh, I kn- I've heard of those guys. Yeah. But yeah. not necessarily like, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, and like, <laughs> I've worked with Johnny Mac. I'm he sure doesn't you, remember me. I'm sure, <laughs> you have. I'm sure you have. But he, no, because I showed him a photo. He's like, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. So we, he, went, we went to Denny's after a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's also nice to be able to name drive. Chris and Eugene and, and have a positive response after you name yeah, them. Yeah, to have sure. someone in our scene you can name drop. But but also know that like if I name drop you guys that and they hit you up like hey w- what about this guy they're not going to be like that dude's a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't fuck around with that guy, you know. So yeah. I would never they're like I would never name drop like even though I've I've done a show with Ken Miller I wouldn't be like yeah. oh yeah I work with Ken Miller all the time or yeah. 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 that one not, time. That's yeah. not true, you know. Yeah. But you and Eugene, I work with a lot, yeah. so I feel comfortable because you guys are bringing me. So, it's yeah. I, like, I know you you would vouch for me in, yeah, in, for in sure. any situation. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just about building like those mutual connections. Like, I, I had on the opposite side of what you're talking about, I had a somewhat awkward conversation with a comic like a couple months ago, where like they had worked with Big J, I have worked with Big J, and it was, and I was trying to build the connection through that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, man, you work with Jay? Like, I, you know, I've worked with him when he came to the improv and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, never heard of you. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know. But, like, where I'm trying to get to is that what my favorite story, and I, I shouldn't tell him this, but my favorite story is Brian's story about meeting me for the first time. I'm like, that's the comic I want to be. Yeah. Where like you said yeah, you were at Moonroom, yeah, because you, you were doing you were doing crowd work, you were doing jokes. Well, no, like, was it wasn't that. Oh. It was you said that you had a set in Moonroom, mm-hmm. and I walked in and Jimmy bumped you because mm-hmm. I walked in, yeah. And you were like, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" Who just <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> who just walks in and takes my spot. <laughs> you know what it was? It was Rudy. Rudy was in the back just cheerleading you, dude. Like he was like, "You don't know that this guy's awesome," and I was like, "All right," I was like, I, I, "Who who am I at that point?" Yeah, yeah. but I was definitely like what the fuck and then uh and then yeah and Ru- rudy was like talking you up so much he's like i love you know i love chris robinson blah blah blah. and then you went up and killed it and then afterwards rudy and i were standing in the back and i was like hey rudy uh introduce me to chris robinson yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the big that's like a big indicator too though of like scene recognition yeah. of if chris goes to tampa even unannounced there's a good chance they would bump someone to put Chris on. Not just because of the travel, but just because, like, oh, hey, man, you work with Ken or you work with Dean? Cool. You want to do 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. You know? Well, that's the good thing about the night that we're going. They do an 8 o'clock open mic, and then at 10, they have a showcase. Okay. And so if you do well at the open mic, they'll put you on the showcase. And it's so we, it's supposed to be a battle f- the the best set of the night in the open mic. Yeah, yeah. Totally. to the showcase. Yeah, but possibly if we hit them up early. I, I mean, I if they got, if they yeah. got spots I on the showcase, show up, yeah. show up yeah. and blow up. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> be like both you guys won. You guys are fucking. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't really care if I get on it. I just want to go out there and make connections. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so the biggest thing. for me, it's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I've done some shows in Tampa, but I, I, I it's not like a regular place where I can, like I like if I want to go to Miami, I know exactly who to hit up to go to Miami. Yeah, if I want to go to Orlando, I know exactly who to hit up like Pensacola, Fort Myers, like all that shit. I know. Yeah, um, I know who to hit up in Jacksonville too. Yeah, Jacksonville, Lepley. 
Let oh, really? I didn't know she lives in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Really? Lovely Marcus Crespo, we Mikey D. Like, oh wait, Marcus lives in. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Chris yeah. Buck is like he's kind of yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. bigger guys up there too. But yeah. I don't know him personally. But Lef- Anna Lovely, Mikey B, Marcus Crespo, like well, Will Will Blaylock. Yeah, Will Will Blaylock I like a lot, but yeah. I've only I don't seen know him. him. I've, I just I've yeah, yeah. seen him and I've heard stories that he's fantastic. No, he's he's awesome. Yeah, but he's he's one of those like he reminds me of Eugene mm-hmm. in a certain way, where like he's very very good, uh-huh. but I don't see him going out and putting the work in. Mm-hmm. But when you see him, you're like, oh shit, why is this guy not all over the place? Yeah, like I've invited mm-hmm. him to come down here to do shows, mm-hmm. and he's like, eh, maybe I'll get around to it at some point. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's very very. When you see him, you'll love him. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the next thing. It's like I want I want to get to a point, and I'm I'm at that point. Like I make an effort to come to the stuff um but i mean i'm booked most weekends yeah so if i if i don't if i don't take it upon myself to come out to i mean like mugsies i i i've never had a fuck mugsies idea in my head i just never went because it was just like usually i'm booked friday saturday Mm -hmm. so i don't want to take up a thursday just being out just for being out sake yeah you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so it's just as the, as the snowboards start to come down, that place is going to start really packing out. Yeah. And then we're, we're yeah, going to have some good, potentially really good shows. But, yeah. yeah. It was but packed. Even, it was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> even then, though, like to Chris's point, him, it's more valuable uh, growth-wise for him to have a free Thursday than to come. Like the, the best open mic show is not as valuable as as like an actual show yeah but yeah. It's, it's also frankly not even as valuable as sitting at home on my computer sending out emails mm-hmm. like if i spent that same two hour block reaching out to people that i know mm-hmm. i would get way more out of it mm. than going to the mic yeah. you know what i mean yeah so i mean it just it's just about figuring out at whatever tier and level you're at where the most value is Mm. um so i just for me personally my value is not stepping back but just like being really intentional about where i put my energy moving forward Mm -hmm. that's fair yeah you know i'm not going to be inconvenienced or put into (laughs) shitty situations yeah you know yeah, for something that's not going to ever benefit me anymore. Exactly. I've been telling you that for like a month. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, why are you? Why are you even dealing with this bullshit, yeah. dude? <laughs> like, that's so crazy. <laughs> I. To be fair, I was telling Jimmy that for three months before yeah. he left. Too. Yeah. I was well, like, why are you dealing with this shit, dude? Like, well, why? One thing to be said for the scene because the uh, the Brevard scene is so close. Mm-hmm. Brevard is very nice to people who. If we're just being real, there's a lot of people as a whole where it's like, hey, man, this might not be for you. And Brevard (laughs) will be like, no, come on, man. Like, if you you just bring your daughter and sit her right (laughs) in this room. Yeah. I was was way too nice to him the first time. I've... The the places that I'm going to book or help book or whatever, I'm going to have a strong wall. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, unless... Well, because it's not an open mic. Right. But also, like, I know that I'm going to catch shit for some people. Yeah. Even outside of our scene that, like, hit me up and go, hey, I'd love to do this, love to do that, love to do that. And I got to know. And it's, I got to, I got to just 
put a put a wall up. Especially you know? because you're so new. Yeah. Like if I tell people no, they'll accept the no a little bit easier mm-hmm. yeah. than if someone as new as you are tells mm-hmm. them no. Yeah. But you're in charge of your room for the reasons you're in charge of your room. Right. And it's yours. Right. Yeah. And people don't get to really say, yeah. you know, oh, I don't like. Yeah. But even like this guy who like like Tommy Guns, like you're saying, has been problematic. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I've never met this person. I love I love <laughs> that I'm here in the Brevard scene, <laughs> and you and just get to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I just get yeah. to hear about it. And there's a there's a wall of open micers in between me and like yeah, we got I you, bro. Wish I, the wall. Yeah, I, I was, was, I was the last was. one to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> I was because he, he did uh, an apology. Like, but I was hearing all these stories from yeah. like Matt and these guys. Like, <laughs> so oh dope. man. And I was like, who the fuck is this I, guy? And then he came and performed. I still didn't even realize who he was <laughs> until I only, after the fact. I only met him last night. Okay, well then. <laughs> hey, he's he's your first time. Yeah, and he's was, already trying to pick a fight with you. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the first time I ever heard this dude's name was when he was trying to pick a fight with Matt. Yeah. And I was like, what a douchebag. Yeah. And then last night, I didn't even recognize who he was mm-hmm. until you came up after the show and be like, Tommy, why are you trying to fight people? I was like, oh, it's that asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, even I think about something in terms of like in the sales business right like sometimes when you go out to sell uh like so in my case we're selling health insurance right sometimes you'll go i'll go somewhere and i'll go in like one of my dad's cars at the time because if you pull up to a place and it's a business the person you're talking to probably makes millions of dollars and you're driving an s-class mercedes you're having a conversation with them from a different as team. peers. Yeah. Exactly. You're just seen differently, right? So for someone like like Brian, as he's not looking at me, but he's he's always oh, taking pictures first, of the room. First impressions okay. are important. Yeah. Very. So for for someone as Brian for for Brian's sake, and even for you because you run shows now. We'll yep. Um, reaching out to people. So like for example, and I I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but if you want to reach out to Ken Miller and ask him for help. You reach out to him and say, hey, I want to book you on such and such at such and such date. Mm-hmm. Let him come do the show, show how professional y- you are, mm-hmm. and then go after the show. Go, hey, by the way, I'm looking to come to Orlando and do blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's a totally – you're still the yeah. same, Brian. Mm-hmm. You're still one year in, but now you're having an eye-level to eye-level conversation. Right. right. Right? And I think, again, just back to tears, it's like, all right, now you've elevated to this level. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to call somebody as a, well, you know, I'm a new open micer and I, I'm going to come out to, um, you know, what, the other bar and hopefully they'll see me. It's like now it's so inefficient for you to go do that yeah. because you have this other thing. One of the first real pieces of comedy advice I ever got was when you're going to talk to the headliner after a show, mm-hmm. Don't talk to them during that line of people saying goodbye. Because you're going to yeah. get lost in the mix. You're going right. to be one of Wait. just another one of those right. nobodies. Exactly. Wait until everybody leaves and then go up and speak with them because now you're approaching them as a peer as opposed to mm-hmm. just another fan. Yeah, because if, if, if you're inside the comedy club when it's closed, mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're able to be in this room in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. If there's... 250 people wandering around the lobby well any jackass could be in this lobby right now mm-hmm. yeah it's a different conversation yeah you know and i i think like getting face-to-face value with those people 
is like you're saying, like when you get lost in it, like, I mean, it's the same thing at open mics because there's 30 comics that are all trying to vie for attention of like the one guy who's holding court. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, notable, you know, so like even getting like recognized or, or recognition from that, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a, it's not a viable thing. Yeah. Like doing it the way you're saying it, that's, I literally, Jimmy told me when I was six months in, you should start running a room and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't want. I don't, I don't want, want to run rooms either. I don't want to do that. It's so I, valuable. I don't because it locks you in, yeah. and I don't. I don't. I like being that bad, flexible. Fluid. Yeah. I like, yeah. You know, I like yeah. the fluidity of being able to move around. I appreciate yeah. him pushing us to do that, though. Me, me too. It's made us better comics. Me, well, it's also there's there's a lot of value in it. You get perspective that, that he wasn't necessarily like the guy to tell us what the value was but he yeah. was he was trying to express it to us but he wasn't like the best at going like this is what you get out of this yeah. you know what i mean and so uh that's why i decided to just start working uh with like eugene uh, yeah. initially and like and you now uh and, and if if everything crumbles or whatever and yeah. we you know i'm still gonna like go out and try to find a, another place oh for sure yeah. because i yeah. want I want my name to be stamped on one one type of show yep. where I can bring people in. You know? one, one thing to your point too is, as far as like finding the value in that, mm-hmm. there's a big thing in comics that we're in which we are just attracted to like-minded peers and individuals. Yeah. So if you're running a room or if you're at a show and you don't like fuck around with the line and you're like just hanging out afterwards to chris's point comics are just going to naturally be like who's this dude who doesn't give a fuck about me yeah Yeah. (laughs) or who's this dude running a room like i am yeah you know let me go talk with him and find out what's going on yeah but i also try to bring value to the people that are like running rooms that you know like when you're running a room you're not necessarily there every single night you know what I mean? And so like like I did a I did a club weekend with like five guys, you know what I mean? Or five people, you know, and it wasn't all guys. But uh after the weekend there was one guy who was like specifically like he was not the same. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't at the same level as everybody else. And I'm not gonna lie, I reached out to the club owner and, I, and the, the guy who booked me and I said, Hey, listen, man, like that guy needs more work. You know what I mean? Like he's not He's not ready for for this. There was a, an apparent difference, you know, like uh, the he didn't do his set the whole time. Like he he bailed early both both nights. He uh, he uh, he just didn't have the same level of. Brian's out here snitching. <laughs> but, it's, but it's important, man, because yeah. like I want I want to show that I'm on to be as good as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know if I was running a place and like I had Rafiq running the room that night, and I booked somebody that just. There's, there's one thing having an off night like if they came in friday and bombed but then saturday like had a fantastic set or something that's fine man some people yeah. have off nights you know what i mean but like if you if you can't consider like if you're if you're given a time frame of like 12 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever and you're bailing at six minutes like you yeah. know like that's you're not ready you should for be this. here yeah you're not exactly yeah. and yeah. i didn't do it in a shitty way i wasn't like fuck this guy right i was like and you're not a bad comic you right. just need work yeah exactly i was like i think he needs some more time I'm writing or whatever he, he's he's in this mix you yeah. know what i mean and i hope i hope name names were deleted <laughs> <laughs> i hope that, that the, the club owner goes oh i enjoy i like i'm happy that he like did that you know what i mean yeah. like, i appreciate yeah. it because that's what i would want to happen for me if i was run, managing that place that's yeah. what i would want well again you're having the conversation on a professional level right and that's that's this 
biggest fucking problem in this industry as a whole is we're we're all goofballs we're all mildly autistic whatever the fuck you know but there's this big divide between chris's are you a hobbyist are you just showing up to have fun yeah. and be an unprofessional fuckbag? Yeah. Or are you a professional in which you're talking to the owner of a venue going, hey, to produce a better quality show, I think we need to employ X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, the thing that kills people's career path is they'll show up fucking hammered to the show or they'll show up unable to perform the 15 minutes they were hired for and they didn't give a shit about the fact that they couldn't fill 15 minutes right they, they're just like oh I, i'm uncomfortable being on stage it's like motherfucker we hired you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i've bailed i've bailed on two shows twice like like or like two different shows i've bailed out early on sets yeah right and I'm not gonna lie. After the show, it wrecked me. Like I was, <laughs> I was mad as fuck at myself. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like because I was having a rough set, and I went, "All right, I'm getting out of here." You know what yeah. I mean? I also thought that I was closer to the time frame than yeah. I was. And you weren't and, even. Yeah, I wasn't uh, close. Geez. I was like, I was like four minutes away. But there's the thing is, like, I would, I, I would never do this to somebody that just had a bad night. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like I, I've seen this individual several times. And I've never seen him have like a really good set, and then to be in uh, that kind of environment with like f you know five or six people that are that are good, you know that are that are good, and they there's like a an apparent difference between them and everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and like. It also affects your image professionally too. Yeah, you don't want right. to kill the momentum of a show either, yeah. and that's sort of what was happening. And we then the guy after him that. had to pick up the pieces of of what happened, and he was kind of struggling to do it. And then finally, like the last three people, like had <laughs> had great sets. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like it's not good for a show to be like, okay, it's up here at first, and then takes a huge dip, and then it's a fight back. And then and then it's like back up here, you know what I mean? And yeah. like that's not good. Like these people are paying money to come out, and you, they should just be able to enjoy the show. It, it needs yeah. to be a produced show. Yeah. It needs to be a everybody on here knows their role. Yeah. Just like if you went to a play. If you went to a play and like Romeo in the middle of it was like, I forgot my line, so I'm just leaving <laughs> early. You'd be fucking livid. Like yeah. Yeah. hurt feelings. Uh, hurt feelings don't belong where people are paying tickets. Yeah. Yep. That's that's just what it comes down to. And that's where you were saying with the laugh attic, you know, you're gonna there's gonna be a hard wall and it's just hurt hurt feelings don't belong here. Yeah. Where people yeah. are paying tickets and I mean to watch to, to laugh. Behind the scenes not to feel bad for the guy on yeah. stage. But behind the scenes, even like the stuff that we're doing with Birch and the stuff that we're working on with Laugh Attic, we're elevating to a different level mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're bringing in comics that haven't performed in Brevard County before mm -hmm. bringing in comics that you've seen on television like yeah. it, changes are coming yes on across the board in the best way possible yeah mm -hmm. you know what I mean like we're like there's potentially shows that we're gonna run that I won't even book myself on because yeah. I'm not there yet yeah. you know what I yeah. mean like and that's that's an interesting that's wild. prospect right <laughs> yeah. 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 So, hey I you know I just don't fit this bill yeah. yet but you yeah. know who needs to be on that show and yeah. so that's why yeah. you're booking the show but it's important place. to have like some sort of like 
you know clarity on how, where you're at self-awareness yeah. like yeah. I, I can't be like oh i'm i'm up here fucking with the big dogs yeah. you know? <laughs> i'm, yeah. I'm you, booking it yeah you can't, you can't be like well we got Chappelle, yeah. and then i'm going to follow him yeah. and close out strong for the same reason i just talked about that yeah. that one guy you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like i don't want to be the guy who's like takes the dips the show into a a, a, a chaos hole that somebody yeah. has to dig their way out of it's it's a good thing to be that self-aware because i have been to venues where it is this dude the headliner got up crushed and then the host or whatever like while people were trying to go on their way out was doing like five minutes and it's like yeah. no just end the show yeah, we're done yeah. like yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, I, was... had, I had to go up on, on friday night and fo follow like i was hosting friday yeah. and i had to follow the closer because i was asked to do a few minutes afterwards no, not because odd. the closer it, they asked me well before the show uh -huh. was like started like the the guy who closed did great joe lamont yeah, like he, yeah he did fantastic yeah. yep. they just were for like the timetable for some reason they asked me to like do did they like drop checks after yeah, his it was set? like a little so bit of that like hey you up there yeah, keep, just so yeah, while they're running checks yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a little around. bit of that but i didn't want to do it yeah. you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like yeah. he closed out the show well enough where yeah. i like I was just hosting. It didn't feel you know? right. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. I, felt, yeah. I felt off about it. I yeah. did it because that's what I've, I'm paid to do. That's what the yeah. club asked me to do. It's I'll, a weird ask from the club. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it kind of kinda threw all of us off. But you followed my, right with what you were told to do. And I, I also let everybody know up front. Like, yeah. This is what's going to happen. I'm sorry that this <laughs> is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. I'm not doing this to yeah. you on purpose. Yeah, yeah, this is not me yeah. big time in you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but... You know, I, if they ask me to do something, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and well, again, Saturday I didn't do it. So it was, yeah. it was weird. You yeah, know? that's like, not that's not on you so no. much as, like, that's an executive decision by mm -hmm. the venue. Right. But that's also why I had a conversation with the closer beforehand. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this is not a me situation, uh, you know? Because yeah, like, yeah. I like Joe a lot. Joe's yeah. a he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah. I And I enjoyed uh, working with him this past weekend. So yeah. the whole the, – I, I enjoyed this last weekend a lot. We were up at Madcaps doing the five man okay. showcases. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. I, cool. I so I don't really believe in gatekeeping, like in the I guess like imperial sense of it. Mm -hmm. But like, there is something to be said of like bring bullying back. You know, oh, absolutely. Like, bring, absolutely. Bring to an extent. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to like you know bully someone into killing themselves. Yeah. You kind of do. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has been on this yeah. podcast preaching that from fucking yeah. day one. He's yeah, like, absolutely. we need a room where people yeah. get hurt feelings a little bit. Yeah. 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 Throw so that little. What you said, the little bomb are. plushie that you yep, throw the, on the yeah, stage. I, I yeah. never ordered those. That's right. I got. Uh, order yes, those. I'm so glad I reminded you. Now we have to pick but, a room to do that at. Yeah. We can but, give um, it to the audience yeah. members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the people, well, would that, people would have fun. So people would have fun. I mean, real talk, and we're just talking about this on a historical level. That's why tomatoes and fucking rotten vegetables were a thing. Yeah. yeah. Is to be like, yo, you suck. Get the fuck off. Dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, if more shows were like the Apollo, there would be fewer shitty comics out oh, there yeah, yeah. thinking that they're the equivalent of, you know. Yeah. yeah. I got you going. So, yeah, yeah. So say all that to say, um, you know, the next – this next six months, uh, I think everyone's going to see a big difference in our scene yeah. with the stuff that I know we're – 
personally doing um, and then my personal career <laughs> and this podcast. Because what's cool about the fact that we're running these rooms is – and that's the other thing, the, the, the value of having a system. So everyone that we're booking at these rooms, I'm getting to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's allowing us to bring in bigger comics that are often difficult to get a hold of mm-hmm. because now it's tied to coming and doing these rooms. So, you know, you're going to see – Hopefully the fruits of the labor, and I'm not just up here talking shit, and then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> but over the next six months, everything's going to get elevated to a different level. I will and say everyone will step up a tier. We need to get better, like um, um, communication outside, outside studio. <laughs> That's outside. Like, like, yeah, like, like, because like the one you did with James Yon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I want, yeah. like, if we're doing that kind of stuff, I want to make sure that we're. Like, oh no, no, no! We so have the correct equipment. The issue so. with that one was, I mean, granted. I was using this, this old mic that we did at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, And that was fine until I had to switch to my phone because right. the computer died. So I'm actually ordering a battery pack. Because okay. my issue was I had the the power cable. There was just no outlets out there. Yeah. So moving forward, I'm going to bring a battery pack, and I'm going to charge my laptop before so that I can plug the laptop into the battery pack, and we'll just have hours of power so it's not. We may also want to get a secondary uh, mixer. That's I'm not going to do that. Okay. only reason why I'm not going to do that is the the phone mic does sound bad uh-huh. the external mic the um the yeti mic mm-hmm. i like a little bit of the chaos okay of like because when we're in studio it's silent and it's our voices yeah so i like a little bit of the sounds of life yeah the, a little bit of the the gravitas of you turn the mic on and you hear noises in the background here we're here live at such and such i kind of okay. like that All right, i get that mm-hmm. um now what i will do is i'll do a better job of eqing it so where it's not as tinny and all okay. that other stuff that i'll work on okay um but yeah no this will this next six months is going to show a lot of change in our scene locally. Is this the end of dramedy then? Yeah, this is the end of drama. The drama. <laughs> yes, let's never talk about it again, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. I'm so <laughs> over it. <laughs> Does anybody uh, have stuff coming? Well, I'm sure everybody has stuff coming up. Yeah, Rafiq, you can start it if you want. If you're ready. Nah, I'm not ready. Okay, I got my, my ship. Go for up. it. Okay, I don't have a ton, but uh, the first thing coming up is um, Wednesday, October fourth. Another Asking for a Friend episode. We've got Selena Ubias and Julian McNeil guesting on that one. Uh, this coming weekend, the 6th and 7th of October, I'll be hosting at New Smyrna Madcaps. Um, let's see. The only thing after that would be the following Wednesday, uh, October 11th. I'll be doing the spotlight set at Social Distance. I'll be doing. We closing it out. <laughs> Wait, why Hell you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> Twenty minutes. Oh, like, why are you laughing at? <laughs> I was expecting something, and, and then he closed it with something different. Yeah. <laughs> it was like spotlight set. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, social distance. All right. <laughs> <laughs> restarting shit. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Saturday, October fourteenth, fishing with the boys. Yeah. No comedy. Oh, We're yeah. just gonna be out fucking around, catching fish. And October thirteenth, right? Throwing oh, back stingrays. Fourteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth. Saturday. 14th. You guys. I'll, I'll go. Uh, uh, October third tomorrow. I'm hosting Moon Room. Um, then the fifth, I have uh, Sareth Fest up in Daytona. Uh, oh, the, I forgot that. Yeah, so you're, October sixth. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to be hosting at Madcaps, and then right after that, I'm doing the late night set. Sareth Fest, October 6th. This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just jumping in on that because I didn't want to leave it out. He's big-timing like that in the middle of promoting himself. I like Sareth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, October 6th, I'll be at um, 
the joke joint with Rob Smiles. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, October seventh, uh, the Laugh Attic with Chris. Um, I like how and this, is, this is this is yeah. I was like, I like how this is our club, and he's like, yeah, the Laugh Attic on the seventh. <laughs> on the seventh, <laughs> please come out. Yeah, for the love of God. Uh, October twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, I'm hosting up at Gregory's. Um, October eighteenth, I'm gonna be at Mulligan's in Jensen Beach. October twentieth and twenty first, I'm gonna be at uh, Palm Coast. I'm hosting up there at Madcaps. Okay. Uh, and then October twenty seventh, we're going to the, the gimmick. gimmick. Uh, and then October twenty eighth, I will be at Bonkers. Ooh, with, with I you. wonder what Adam do like a door deal at um at New Smyrna. I don't know. Got to ask him that. Yeah, because that might be the way I get in. Um, let's see. I got. I'm sure you how to do this properly. So. Why don't you add, like, oh, Rafiq, 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 yeah. Okay. Madcaps would be Millie. Uh, <laughs> so on the uh, 8th, going to be with Chris at Sky High uh, in Orlando. Uh, on the 14th, uh, fishing with the boys. It's the fi- I, I think I had said this wrong on the last one. This the 15th. I'll be out of town. Oh, uh, so I'm going up north to do a one-nighter. Uh, the 21st, I'll be at Cloud Parlor. And then the um, 30th, I will be up in Atlanta. So, All right. So I got, well, the 3rd, which is tomorrow. I'm closing out um, Moon Room just to stop by. Um, the 7th. Laugh Attic Comedy Club Hell in yeah. Merritt Island, Florida. Our inaugural show with the new management. <laughs> uh, the show is going to be Brian Milligan, myself, and Eugene Singleton. One of the things I'm actually really excited about is, you know, most comedy clubs because it's not run by a conglomerate of comics. If something happens, it's like, oh, who's going to. What I love about this club is, dude, worst case scenario, the three people that own this club can put on a hell of a show mm-hmm. yeah you know so this first one is going to be us as a group kind of presenting the place number one and then i mean it's a, me brian and eugene it's going to be a great show yeah two yeah. out of those com- three comics are really Killers. strong yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's way funnier than yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got to run up there and uh, make sure. I brought the speakers, the um, PA system in either corner, mm-hmm. and I got to go up there and figure out the wiring and all that and get that. make okay. sure that that's all ready to go. Can I uh, advertise just the open mics that we Absolutely. got in the local area? Anybody yeah. that's uh, looking to try comedy or any working comics that are going to be visiting Brevard, we have almost a full week of open mics every week. Um, Area 142 isn't an open mic, but if there's any working Orlando comics that are interested in doing something on Tuesday out this way, Area 142 in Cocoa Beach, uh, hit up Preach Carter or Kyle Christopher to get on that show. We can always fit extra people in there. Uh, Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, we have a late night open mic at Chumley's Depot in downtown Melbourne. Um, That's starting this week. Don't forget Tuesday, Moon Room. Tuesday, Moon Room. It's also that one's it, that one's a little more showcased. Showcased. Uh, Eric is booking those. Yeah, yeah. It, but so also, we're not well, trying not to throw extras on if we can help it. Yeah, but if you if you hit Eric or I up uh, by like Sunday and you're a working comic from out of town, like yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, we Hell normally yeah. have one or two spots. Available. If you're a right. working, working comic, yes, from out of town, very yeah, yeah. important. <laughs> uh, Thursday night, um, 
it's another one of those where if you're a working comic and you want to come through, Muggsy's is always uh, always a good time. Always a good time, packed crowd. And then Friday night, uh, Melbourne Wids. We're still doing that. Uh, Joe Parker is running that one. And then uh, the last Tuesday of every month, Selena Ubias has an open mic at Crickets in Melbourne. Off ah, cool. Road. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. So lots of stuff going on in Brevard every week. All right. So before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Getting all y'all. <laughs> uh, the 7th is our first show at the Laugh Attic. So come out. That's going to be a really, really good time. And obviously we'll hang out and talk about the... The club afterward, before and afterward with everybody that comes out. So definitely come check it out. Um, next we have, and of course my stupid mouse doesn't want it. There we go. As we're next, yeah. As as we're doing this, Eventbrite. Oh, we got bookings coming in. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah, I did. Um, on Sunday the eighth, I'm headlining the rooftop show in Orlando. Um, I am. Oh, well, actually, on the tenth, I'm doing an interview with Sareth. For his uh, podcast, what's it called? Uh, the Comedy Speakeasy. Yeah, yeah, I just yep. did it. It was great. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, I actually watched it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah, because well, because he said that you um, shouted me or uh, shouted me out somehow in there. A bunch of times. So I went and watched it. Um, ego. And then, ego. yeah. <laughs> well, no, because he said, "What was it? You not shouted me out, but you um, nominated me to be on the podcast." Like he said at the end, he asked who should we oh, have yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Then uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th, I'm featuring at Snappers in Fort Myers. So I'm actually probably going to fish Saturday morning and then jump in the car and drive all the way to fucking Fort Myers. Um, Then on the 18th, I'm featuring for Dougie Almeida out of town. I don't remember exactly what the town is. I'll look at the flyer. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the 19th, 20th, 21st, I'm featuring at the Snappers in Palm Harbor. And then the following week, me and Eugene, the 27th, have a show at Shriners. And then the 28th, I'm headlining the corner at Four Bonkers. I'll be there. All right. And then November. Oh, I haven't done this on the podcast yet. I haven't booked anything out for November. So if anybody has any bookings out there that you want me to jump on, let me know because pretty much the entire month of November. Actually, the entire rest of my year, except for the last week, I'm closing out the new year that weekend at Snappers, back in Snappers at Fort Myers for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday (laughs) at the Snappers in Fort Myers. I'll probably have to go to a hotel for that because that's crazy. But again, thank you guys so much. This is the Funny Style Pocket. Oh, wait, what's happening? Okay, yeah. This is the Funny Style Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.